Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. If your bones have been dried out by the problems and the cares of this world, today is the day for you. Amen. I believe a refreshing is coming. We've got the pulpit coming this way, and I want to bring uh, Brother Saxon up. We have known Brother Saxon for many years. He is a very respected man of God, uh, has ministered throughout our state and, um, well, many places, not just our state. Uh, Come on up, Brother Saxon, if you would. Uh, He is a a Sumter man. In fact, uh, uh, probably about the time the church was starting, your family got into... uh, uh, the Sumter Church of God then. And uh, so uh, we'd like, how about welcome him home, if you don't mind. Yeah. All right. His ministry is to uh, uh, Israel, and I want him today to take his liberty, worship the Lord as he comes to minister to us. Well, glory to God. Go ahead and give the Lord praise again one more time. One more time. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good. I tell you, that was the way to introduce a speaker. Not your word, your kind words, not that, but this youth group. Wow. Awesome. The singing, the drama. I mean, they literally brought down the house this morning. I knew they were a swinging bunch after I went in the youth room, but now I see they bring down the house. How awesome that is. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you knew it, youth. I'm sure your directors informed you. But that drama you did was one of the reasons I'm here because that was based on Ezekiel 37, the restoration of Israel, which is the greatest sign of the coming of the Lord in the end time ages that we're living in. The return of the Jews to the life is the prophecy and the word is being preached around the world. God is fulfilling his message. Anybody know that? Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Well, let me say shalom. Bokatov. Shalom is peace to you, and Bokatov is good morning. This church means so much to us. It's actually a homecoming. And the last time I was in this building, it was indeed a, a Lowe's building. And uh, I apologize. I haven't been back since, but just haven't had the invite. But never mind. We won't worry about that. But. Uh, I appreciate Brother Sims and his family and what they're doing. I was with him. Uh, We worked together on the World Missions Committee here in South Carolina, and I appreciate him. You've got one of the finest men in the South Carolina and the movement. Yes. In fact, let me say, Brother Sims, I thank you so much that when I was in Israel in March, I picked up a gift for you and your wife because I knew you were a blessed man. I have a little pen here, same lapel pen that I'm wearing that comes from Romans 11 and 17 where we have been grafted in. You see all three symbols. And your wife's not here, the first lady, but she's a wonderful person. This is a cashmere uh, scarf from Jerusalem. Both of these come right out of Jerusalem. That's really soft, so she can put it on her shoulders, put a little do not touch sign on it. And uh, (laughs) just a gift from us. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. My wife, when we're praying in just a minute, she'll come up and help me get some things organized because I'm not real organized. But it is so good to be with you here. This church means a lot. Our family did come out of the Free Will uh, Baptist Church of the Pentecostal Holiness Faith back in the 1950s. We joined uh, over, uh, not me, I wasn't around then, but my family did over when they were way out, the old, old church. I mean, the very old church on the, I think that's Camden Highway under uh, Hobson Gray. Some of you may remember them. So probably some of you know me that I may not know you or you know my family at least. It's so good to have my wife. She's always traveling with me. Our friend here from uh, King Street, one of the Pentecostal Holiness Churches there. I think my mother and father are back there somewhere. Yeah, I see them in the back back there. And I believe my brother and cousin. And I may have some in-laws or maybe some outlaws here. I'm not sure. We, <laughs> we invited several of the family members and friends. So if you're here and I overlooked your name, please forgive me. Um, I was about to say it's hard for me to see out there, but it's probably harder for you to see with that light reflecting off of my forehead. So uh, <laughs> I apologize for that, but uh, it is a blessing to be with you. I won't hold you too long. I promise I'll have you out by at least 2.30 so you can get uh, over to PD in time. Uh, let me say a few things. We pastored here in the state. This is homecoming for us. I started preaching here in, South, in uh, Sumter, not at this particular church, but over at the South Sumter Church then and uh, first revivals and uh, just so many firsts go back to Sumter. I worked in Sumter for several years, electrical work, uh, used to stay here in Sumter with Grandma. Some of you remember Martha Lester and Martha Saxon, or you probably remember the coconut cake a little better, but uh, I used to stay with them all the time, so Sumter was my stomping ground. So this is a homecoming for myself, and I do appreciate the opportunity to be here this morning. My wife and I had pastored for 20 years. We worked for seven years voluntarily for the ministry to Israel, and then about uh, almost four years ago, we went into it full-time. We are the representatives. We're actually the only representatives that uh, Cleveland has that the ministry to Israel has for uh, the ministry to Israel. We travel wherever. We could be in West Virginia or Alabama or Georgia or North Carolina, just wherever. We preach all around many different states and preach in Israel. We carry groups over. If you're interested in going to Israel, we're going back February 27th next year. I have the information out on the table. I promise you, and you look at the price, you say, oh, that's kind of high. No, when you look at it, this is the best price you'll find for what we cover. We don't do just a regular trip. We do a lot of extras, a lot of specials. We'd love for you to go and walk where Jesus walked. I, I was thinking about the name Bethesda. Bethesda. It means the house of kindness or the house of mercy. And I preached there or, and done devotions and led prayers there at the pools of Bethesda many times. I'd love to carry you there. Maybe you could even do a devotion there. So see me after service. We have a table back in the, uh, as you're going out, it'll be on your left side, one of the hospitality tables there. If you're interested in going and I, I was reading next week is pastor's appreciation. What a gift that would be to send pastor to the Holy Land. I, and you know, if he wanted a one-way ticket, we can even arrange that. Uh, no, jokingly, I said that about five months ago. We were uh, aware of a place. I said it, and the next day, the clerk called, and some of the council called, and said, we're going to send our pastor and his wife. So they've been sending the money. They're going to pay completely for the pastor and his wife, and we've had other, other churches do that. So see me, council. See me afterwards, and maybe we can hook this young man up to go with us. And 
I'd love to baptize him. Brother, it took you 18 years to get me over here. So, uh, praise the Lord. No, praise God. I've got to get into the Word. Let me tell you just a little bit real quickly about the ministry to Israel. Wow, it's almost 12 already, so I have to skip some points. But the, the ministry to Israel was uh, founded in 1988. We're a department of the Church of God. We're our own department. We're not under world missions, but you get world missions credit for it. We bless the Jews. That's our priority. That our priority is to serve the Lord, and we serve the Lord by blessing the Jews. And we bring them home, which is so prophetic, what I was just talking about, bringing them back to the nation of Israel. Many, many scriptures that tell about that, that that would happen in the last days. We take care of them. We help mothers there that have young babies, no family, no, no finances or anything. We help out with food vouchers, transportation vouchers, and baby clothing. If you go with us, you can carry a whole suitcase full of baby clothes or, or soldier supplies. We bless young soldiers there and uh, who don't have family or whose family has uh, has pushed them out because of religious beliefs when they go into the service and so forth and just have nothing to do with them. We pick them up. We get sponsors to help them. We give them clothing and food products and different things because even though the IDF does pay, it's not like our military. They don't go there to make a career. They go there to protect their nation. So we help them out. We help out a lot of Holocaust victims. They're survivors. They're getting very old now, but we bless many are, are literally thousands of them that are left there in Israel. We're doing practical work in schools, bomb shelters, uh, 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 uh buildings, uh, just so many things there, uh, even in military bases, restoration work that we're doing. If you want to be a part of a practical assistant tour to go and work there, we've done that and we have a, a group going, uh, I believe the end of this month they're going over and my wife and I do the educational inspirational tours over there. So just a little bit about what we do now. We do a lot more than that, but time won't permit me to tell you everything, but we bless the Jewish people according to God's word and we can't do it without your prayers and your support. So thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. Thank you, church. What you're doing today is prophetic, and we appreciate that so very much. And let me say also, out on our table... I have several items. There's some things that are free. I think there's going to be some bookmarkers, uh, the little magazine perspective that's free, flyers and different things. We also have a book that I wrote about four years ago, America, the Destiny of a Giant. Uh, it's about Israel and America, our relationship together. It's uh, the past. It's present. It's prophetic. It's got a lot of research in it, things you probably didn't know about our relationship with Israel. So a $10 love offering for that. If you want a copy and don't have it, see me and we'll make sure you get it. We also have some done something recently. I just started this. I, I'm a history buff. I love history. I love the period around World War II. The Holocaust, we've been to many of the Holocaust museums and so forth, and I collect the books. These, I've got three different books out there. Two of them I asked $12 a piece. This one, The Holocaust Chronicle, is the best book I've ever found as a documentary on the Holocaust. You won't find a better book. I got my first one about 10 years ago. I think I paid somewhere around $60 at that time. If you get it from Yad Vashem, in Israel is about a $70, $80 book. I let those go for $15 used, but they're in mint condition. I let those go for about $15 a piece if you want one of those. All this that we do helps us in the ministry to be able to go to camp meetings and around the, the states here and so forth. So uh, if please come by our table. Now, pastor asked me to do this, and I was going to do it, and I've lost something. I told you I'm not the best organized person in the world. Here it is. We give these out. Don't fill it out yet.
But at the end of the service, you can fill it out. I want you to pray about it. I want you to hear the word. Come by our table. There will be a, a box or a basket out there. If you can give an offering for that, and not a penny of that's coming to us. I told Pastor, I just come. If he wants to bless us, that's fine. If he don't, I love him just as much, even though it took a long time to get here. But anyhow... <laughs> If you want to go on our mailing list, we send out the perspective every other month. So in other words, six times a year, we send out a little four-page color magazine called The Perspective. I've got some free copies out on the table. We'd love for you to go on the mailing list completely free. won't cost you a penny. And if you'll print your name and address on there, if you can help this morning in an offering, that would be great. I'd love to see thousands of dollars come from this church. But if you can help monthly, you'll fill that out. You'll give through your local church. Anything you give to this work goes to Bethesda, Church of God, the clerk or finance committee. I'll get with them after service, give them some information. They'll send every penny of this in. It doesn't come to us. This goes to the work, and it's going. Utterback, Brother Utterback, my director, he uses it for what it's supposed to be used for. Every penny will go to that to bless the Jews in one manner or other. And up at the top, it'll show you MTI general fund. That's all you need to be concerned about. Don't worry about the other funds because all of it will go through. If you put it in general funds, it goes to all those other works if you can get monthly through your church drop it off on the table now you'll take the pink copy off carry it with you the rest of it just drop it off on the table or if you can give an offering this morning we'd appreciate that if you can I still love you just as much pray for this work this is a great work Dr. Parnell Coward came up two years ago to our table at camp meeting in uh, Malden said this is the greatest work that the church of God has and I'm hearing other pastors say the same thing because this work is so prophetic uh, and dealing with the end times and blessing the Jewish people. Okay, now I've said enough. Let's get into the word this morning. If you would, open with me in your Bibles, Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 through 3. Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3, familiar scripture. I know you've seen it before and heard it before. Pastor was just uh, relating to it. And uh, I want to tell you a little bit about this. And again, I'll skip some points to get to the main meat of the message this morning. Um, God is blessing the Jews. He's reared them up. He's done a lot of things. Many of them have been blessed in many ways. Nobel Peace Prize winners, uh, a scientist. They've gave us so much in science in the medical field. God's blessed them. And a, a lot of the Jews here in America, he's blessed them in a, in a financial manner. And I was reminded of a little story. It was uh, uh, after Christmas vacation. The school had come back, and the teacher was standing there with her elementary students. And she asked, and I want each one of you to tell me what you did, how you celebrated Christmas. So she went through each one and she got to a little Jewish boy and she said, Sammy, since your family and Sammy's dad owned a local toy shop and they had done really good at there at Christmas. So she said, Sammy, I know that you're Jewish so you probably didn't celebrate Christmas. He said, oh, no, ma'am, we did. We actually celebrated Christmas. And she said, well, how did you do it? She said, well, we held hands and we danced around the cash register and said, sang a song, what a friend we have in Jesus. So there are those here that are blessed in America, but there are many Jews throughout the world that don't have. They're just, they come, we have them come in off those planes in Ben Gurion Airport in Israel that have only the clothes on their back, don't even have a suitcase. And we have many in Israel that are needy. So we help out with all of that. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, if you want to stand for the reading of the scripture. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, to the land that I'll show thee. And I'll make of thee a great nation, and I'll bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. 
And I'll bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. God uses that word bless many times. Says I'm going to bless you, your descendants, the nation you become. You're going to bless the world. And as you bless the world, many are going to come bless you. And as they bless you, God says I'm going to bless them in return. I want to speak this morning on the message, the blessing of Israel. Heavenly Father, Lord, in your name, Jesus, I pray that you'd move in a special way now. Touch us, lead us, direct us, guide us, Lord, to do your service this morning. Touch us, Lord. Let me speak only your word, nothing but what thus saith the word of God. Let this church fall in love like never before with the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. And Lord, let us be a blessing in some manner. Touch this pastor, heal his wife, let her recover completely, Lord, Bless that group that's up in New York in Brooklyn, Lord. Touch them, anoint them now, Lord. Father, thank you for this day. We give you honor and we give you praise in your name. Amen. You may be seated at this time. God is indeed fulfilling his prophetic word and he's doing it through his covenant nation, the, uh, Israel, and through his chosen people, the Jewish people, but he's also doing it through the church. We are coming back together with them. Now, if you know your church history, for nearly 1,600 years, the church was against Israel, a, a deep hatred. Anti-Semitism is the term. In fact, hundreds of thousands of Jews were murdered under the emblem of the cross. But in the last 35 to 40 years, much of that has changed. While much of the world, while the, the, the hatred of the Jews is increasing around the world, the much of the church now has come back to the side of the Jewish people and aiding Israel and blessing them. The services we're seeing, the offerings we're seeing, the, the supplies, the people that are wanting to go and be a part of it and are praying for this. And it's really quite amazing. I mean, even that, that pastor would have a service to bless Israel. That Church of God has an entire department to bless Israel. Why is is that it's because Israel is about God. God formulated, developed them, created them to reveal himself, to bring redemption to fallen man, and they are special in his eyes. You see, God created man, and man sinned. Man messed it up, but God didn't destroy. He had a plan. God always has a plan. Now, what happened there, God told Satan, I'm going to put enmity between thee and thy, the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bring bruise thy head, the first prophecy or promise of the coming Lord. But did you know that nearly 2,000 years would go by before God would call across those steamy hot desert sands of Mesopotamia to a 75-year-old man by the name of Abram? The plan's in motion now. A 75-year-old. Now let me stop there just for a moment. Stop the clock, please. At that moment, oh my Lord, I'm glad that God has perfected praise out of the mouth of these babes. I tell you, this, this this youth team and these children were absolutely awesome. Give them a big hand, yes. You bless them because they'll bless you, hallelujah. I'm God, glad God's perfected praise out of the mouth of babes. I'm glad God can use an eight-year-old like Josiah to be king of Israel. I'm glad that God can uh, use a young lad like David to defeat giants. But I'm not as young as I once was. I'm glad God can use us when we get a little bit older and a little bit of snow on the top. I'm glad that God could use a 75-year-old by the name of Abram to give a word to or an 80-year-old like Moses to lead his people or a hundred year old like Abraham to birth a promise through my God I've come to tell somebody God's not limited by your age or your physical inability or your weakness God is simply looking for a man or woman boy or girl that knows without any doubt I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me and who mm, 
Gadiite and who goes out not in their own power but under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Can somebody give the Lord praise in this house? My Lord, my Lord, I didn't come here just to tell you about ministry to Israel. I come here to preach the gospel this morning. My Lord, God created, God formulated, God calls to Abram and says, leave your family, your surroundings, your, your land. Go to a land that I'm going to show. Oh, by the way, it's a disputed land uh, that, oh, United Nothings, oh, I shouldn't have said that in a big church, United Nations, they're going to say you don't own it. Those Arab nations and those Islamic dictators are going to try to drive you out of it. Even some of our own politicians in America, they're, they're going to try to get you to give it up for peace when they know there will be no peace until the Prince of Peace himself comes back. Hallelujah. But God said it's yours. No matter what they say in Washington or New York or over in the European Union, it doesn't matter. It belongs to you. I've given the rights over to you and I signed it in the blood of my son, Jesus Christ. Somebody give him praise one more time. And God, God calls him. And I believe that call, we read it and don't think much about it. But I believe at that moment all heaven was rejoicing. I, why? Because God's plan for man's redemption rolled into motion with that call to Abram. Suddenly the gospel began to glitter and shine across the ages, giving hope where there was no hope. With that call, hallelujah, suddenly the cross of Calvary began to arise on the horizon. God had a plan and had put it into motion. 4,000 years ago, God created this nation. Why? To reveal himself, to send his son through to teach us to give us his plan and to give us his word he created Israel to teach us about worship how to worship him he created this nation to teach us about the, the, the effects of rebellion and disobedience and to teach us about the future oh my lord when he called Abram now we've got the Bible it's easy for it should be easy for us to see Abram didn't have this so when God called him there he didn't see it as clearly he stepped out in faith oh what a message there he stepped out in faith but understand Abram's family would be a blessing to the world how through Isaac through Jacob through Judah go down the line a little bit a grandfather by the name of Obed a father by the name of Jesse a king by the name of David go down the line about 28 generations more and you run smack dab into a tiny little infant born of a virgin mother in a humble little place called Bethlehem mm, my lord I know that that baby that Mary gave sucked to was none other than her creator. I know he was the humble little lamb of God but he was also the mighty lion of Judah. My Lord he was the Christ child but in Mary's baby but he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords the balm of Gilead the rose of Sharon the alpha the omega the beginning and the end he which is and was and is to come the bright and the morning star the redeemer of mankind the savior of humanity the one who bled and died at Calvary that we might be freed of our sins. Somebody give him praise in the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And from the time they enter into this book in Genesis 12, you see them all the way to Revelation 20. 
This is actually, and don't, don't get upset yet, listen to what I say. This is actually a Jewish book about a Jewish Savior who come to a Jewish nation and a Jewish people, but who died on Calvary, a Jewish hill, who died at Calvary for all mankind, for you and I, for whosoever will call upon his name. And Israel, hallelujah, the centerpiece of prophecy. The center, the actual geographical center of the world, Jerusalem, the, the Temple Mount, Harabat in the Hebrew, Haran al-Sharef in the Arabia, the center of the world, the center of the news. Now I know the last couple of weeks we've been watching this political thing, but usually Israel is the center of the news, the center of God's plan. And if they're important to God, they ought to be important to us. If God loves them, we are to love them. Church, if God blessed them, shouldn't we bless them? Hallelujah. Not only is Israel a key to divine blessings and a key to obedience, they're a key to understanding God's plan and our destiny. And they're a key to understanding that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still on the throne. Jehovah Jireh is still in charge. Nothing has surprised him. Nothing's caught him off guard. Whatever they do in Washington or the United Nations, God's still in control. He's working it out. My Lord, I'm not worried about tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow in his hands. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if I had time, I know I don't, but if I had time, I would tell you about some of the things we've gotten from Israel. In fact, if I had time, I'd tell you about all the, the movie stars that have come through the Jewish line. I'd tell you about Kirk Douglas and Adam Sandler and, and uh, William uh, Harrison Ford. And I'd tell you about George Burns and Michael Landon and William Shatner and Goldie Hawn. If, if I hadn't, and some of you are a little older, and I know I don't have time, but if I had time, I'd tell you, you probably didn't know these men had Jewish blood in them. But Jack Benny, Milton Berle, the March Brothers, and all three Stooges. Didn't mean to look at you like that over there, brother, but. <laughs> no, I love him. He's a cut up like me. In fact, I'm glad that we're just, I got here and I thought it's going to be all starchy. And I got here and seen him just walk across the stage. I said, oh, he's just like us. You know, I, I'm down, I'm, I'm from King Street. You know, down there where nothing but snakes and mosquitoes come from. Let me, <laughs> let me get back into this way. If I had time. I would tell you about all those directors of these movies. I would tell you about Steven Spielberg, Mel Brooks, Woody Allen, Ben Steeler, Aaron Spelling, Oliver Stone, who all had Jewish blood in them. If I had time, I'd tell you about all the, the, the Jews have given us from the, in the medical field, local anesthesia. They assisted in the development of penicillin. It was their research that led to the discovery of insulin. They give us aspirin, the discovery and characterization of growth factors, the, the first polio vaccines, the hepatitis B vaccine, the, the, the uh, cancer chemotherapy and the sonogram, the cardiac defibrillator, the external pacemaker, the cardiac monitor, the Heimlich maneuver, pill cam, and the list goes on and on and on. If I had time, I'd tell you about the business world has been affected by the Jews. Milton Hershey, the founder of Hershey's Chocolate. Can I get an amen on that somebody? 
Michael Dell, the founder of Dell Computers. Paul Werberg, the founder of the Federal Reserve Banking System. Calvin Klein, famous uh, clothes designer. Levi Strauss, who made blue jeans so famous there. Charles Bloomingdale, Bloomingdale's department store. Lane Bryant, H&R Block. I mean, we could just keep going on. I could tell you about all these other things in science. Leonardo da Vinci and Albert Einstein. I could tell you about the, the, uh, the agricultural scene, how we've got our drip irrigation. We're just starting to use. They've been using it for years in Israel. If I had time, I could tell you about the, the military. Got some military people here. Let me see. Are there any vets or military people? Oh, yeah, all over, all around there. How many of you know that Israel is actually selling their technology for the Iron Dome system back to the United States because our Patriot system just didn't do the job, but their Iron Dome system does the work that it's supposed to do. My Lord, I could tell you now, anybody got a sweet tooth? <laughs> From the Jewish people, not just Hershey's chocolate. Now listen to this. Marshmallow peeps. We get bazooka bubblegum, tops baseball cards, rain pops, Tootsie Roll sheets, everyone that I get, her favorite dessert there. We get Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Baskin Robbins ice cream, Snapple, the drink. Uh, uh, we get uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and thank the Lord they give us all these sweets. They also give us Slim Fast. Music, Oscar Hammerstein, Leonard Bernstein, Irvin Berlin, who composed the words and music over 1,500 songs, including White Christmas and God Bless America. If your faucet goes out in your kitchen, run over the Lowe's. They sell a, a faucet made on a kibbutz, a farming communal right there in Israel there. Not only that, but uh, skin lotions. You ladies can run by Walmart or even by Bilo, get the store brand, the Equate brand, or the, uh, what's that other one, sweetheart, from Bilo? Yeah, top care. You can get these, each on every one of those things she's holding has made in Israel. Not all of it, some of it's China, some of it's America, but you can look around and Walmart and Bilo sell products made in Israel. Not only that, but bowls. When we were pastoring, she come out the big casserole dish. She said, it's a cupcake holder. I said, put food in it, call it what you want. Just put the food in it. So she said, you know where it's made? I said, of course, in China. She said, no, look at this, it's made in Israel. Went and bought two more that I used while we were pastoring. Started doing this almost four years ago full time went out got some or went out to buy one in North Carolina it was seven dollars now I'm not cheap but seven dollars is seven when you're in a new ministry and you don't know so I looked around I found some smaller bowls for three dollars a piece now they have them for a dollar and 78 cents look at that right there I tell you what let me hold that this come from your local Walmart right here made in Israel for a dollar I think I paid a dollar and 82 cent for this made in Israel there's a number of them with the blue tops there that are made in Israel give this to your wife in case you need something in the doggy's house maybe she'll give you a little snack or something what are you saying? I'm saying that God has blessed the world, like he said, through the Jewish people. We get the radio guided system that enables our Bluetooth and our, our, uh, our, our, our GPS systems. We get Facebook, Google, voicemail, the, the uh, cell phones. We get the Windows operator, much of the Windows operating system. We get the Pentium microprocessor from the Jewish people. We get the very first uh, PC antivirus software developed there. We get all these things what are you saying I'm saying when God does something he does it more than one way I can't do that God can I was talking last week on my phone looking at my phone walking on the campground and I tell you I can't do but one thing at a time 
I felt my feet sliding. I was going right off the little creek there in the raw. I was shot, and it was dark. They would have never found me, I don't guess. But I can't do but one thing. But when God does it, he does it in more than one way. Give the Lord praise, somebody. What's most important is the spiritual blessings of the 36,000 promises in the Word of God. Can I have a few more minutes? Is that okay? Okay. I probably would have took it anyhow, but thank you. Of the 36,000 promises in the Word of God, 24,000 deal directly with Israel. Four-fifths of the Bibles related to the Jewish people. The entire Bible cover to cover came to us from Israel and the Jewish people. All the prophets, the disciples, the apostles were from Israel. Hallelujah. Israel's mentioned 2,000 times in the Word of God. Jerusalem over 800 times in the Word. They are indeed the centerpiece of prophecy. Hallelujah. God calls them the apple of his eye his covenant people there the devil despises them he comes against them every way he can trying to destroy them but God has placed an angel in the heavens above watching over Israel every day every hour of the year hallelujah my Lord I've come to tell you and I know the enemies are saying nuclear bomb atomic bomb there it wouldn't take but two to wipe Israel off the map but how many of you know that's not gonna happen because God made a covenant promise Jeremiah 31 35 and 36 that as long as the sun the moon and the stars are in the heavens Israel will exist and fulfill his words somebody give the Lord praise the church began in Israel with the Jewish people. Pentecost took place in Israel with the Jewish people. God's not through with them because Isaiah 2 verses 2 and 3 tells us one day the house of the Lord will be established in the mountains of Jerusalem. One day the nations of the world will go up to Jerusalem for instruction and the law will go out of Zion. My Lord, even Jesus taught us that salvation came first to the Jews. But I'm glad that the apostle Paul went in Romans 11 and taught us that my Lord began because of their disbelief for a time now believing Gentiles you and I have been grafted in and received the offer of whosoever will give him praise hallelujah my Lord if I had time I could talk a little bit about the Jewish Jesus what a blessing it is to study. I mean, he was raised, born Jewish, raised Jewish, kept the Jewish feast and the festivals, the Jewish Shabbat. He was in the temple when he was supposed to, at the synagogues when he was supposed to be. I, if I had time, I could even tell you about what he's going to be wearing when he comes back. Uh-oh. Brother Sims over there, what is this man talking about? Well, let me real quickly. Jesus was a rabbi. Nathaniel called him rabbi in John 1 and 49, Nicodemus in John 3 and 2, 63 times he's referred to as rabbi or teacher. The rabbis all wore the tallit or the prayer shawl. Very similar to this, it was a full body. You can still buy the full body. And again, it's not that I'm cheap, but $45 is a lot easier than $250. So, but they're very similar. The little zitzit, the tassel hang from them with the little blue string. And, and the zitzit are, are very important there. Now remember, they formed the number 613 which is the number of the mosaic law so when they see the rabbi wearing this this is a man of God a man of the word but there's a certain authority a supernatural quality that goes with that rabbi wearing that they can actually read the name Yeshua in the prayer shawl and the, the zits that are hanging from there in Luke 8 and 43 there's a woman with an issue of blood she's been hemorrhaging she's sick for 12 years she spent all she's got she's broke busted and disgusted knows she 
she's not even supposed to be in the crowd. There's no hope. But in this particular day, she hears Yeshua ben Yosef is passing by. And Jesus, the Messiah, she reaches out the son of Joseph. She goes through the crowd, presses her way through the middle of them, touches the hem of his garment, and immediately she's made whole. Now let me tell you, Bethesda Church of God, if you're willing to press through, if you're willing to work your way through the principalities and powers on your knees, if you're willing to follow this pastor and touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, there's still a miracle. There's still a wonder-working power there. He's got something he wants to do for you, your family, your church, in your life. Give him praise, somebody, one more time. What was it she touched? The hem of his garment. It was the zit zit. How do you know that? Malachi 4 and 2 tells us, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. These were called wings then. They're still called wings to this day. The Hebrew word is kalnoth. What does kalnoth mean? It means the little tassels, the zit zit. The Greek word in Luke 8 and 43 for the border or Matthew 9 and 20 for the hem of his garment mean the same thing. What she touched was a zit zit. Now when he comes back, Zechariah 4 14, 4 says on that day his feet shall stand upon the Mount of Olives right there at Jerusalem. But there's a problem. Long about that time, John the Revelator looks up and in Revelation 19, 18, 19, right through that era, he sees that there's a massive army led by the Antichrist that's coming against Israel. Idea for good boys, but they're not that good. They can't handle this force. But oh, and they're making their way across the, the valley of Armageddon, headed Jerusalem there. It looks like it's over this time. But John said, I looked up and the heavens open, and out stepped a white horse. And he that was on that white horse is called faithful and true. On his heads were many crowns. His eyes were as a flame of fire. He was addressed in a vesture dipped in blood. Verse 16, and on his vesture and on his thigh is a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. I'll stand over here. I know everybody will sit over here. I know you can't all see me. If I were riding a horse, I don't ride them. I'm scared of them. I'll ride it in that day because it will be trained. Watch him give me one just out of a sense of humor. It's not trained. But uh, on that day, I will. But can you see Jesus coming back? It says on his vesture, which is his garment, his coat, his garment that's hanging, and on his thigh is a name. I used to thought he would have a sign on him. That's my Gentile thinking. But then I began to study it. The Lord reveals it. No, that's not it. On his vesture and on his thigh. I told you, they can read the name Yeshua through the prayer shawl. There it is. You see where it's hanging? If he's riding a horse, it's hanging on his thigh. It's on his garment. I've got news for that Antichrist. That Jewish Messiah, that Savior, the captain of our salvation is coming back and he's going to defeat that old boy and all those that have gathered against him. My Lord, I'm glad that I'm on the winning side. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, shut up at the eye. So what are you saying? I'm saying we've got a duty to bless the Jews. God raised them up to touch the world. And he called us and gave us a mandate to bless them. Churches are blessed that bless the Jewish people. We've saw so many things over the year. Now look back in the Bible. Potiphar was blessed. Remember the story of Joseph? As long as he blessed Joseph, he was blessed. Actually, Pharaoh was blessed as long as he blessed Egypt. That's when they built many of the pyramids. But when he turned his back and began to plague them, 
God sent plagues on them, ten plagues. He said, I, I'm going to take the life of the firstborn. What did God do? Took Pharaoh's firstborn. He said, I'm going to let them go, but I'll send my army down to the Red Sea and destroy them. God destroyed the most powerful army on the earth at that time in the cold, chilly waters of the Red Sea. I've come to tell you, you mess with God's people if you want to. God said, I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. Haman thought he could stop him, but he died on the very gallows that he had built for him. Hitler murdered six million, but my Lord, he committed suicide on, uh, and, uh, uh, in April 30, on April the 30th, 1945. And as he pulled the trigger of that Luger in that bunker there hiding out, as he pulled that trigger, he closed his eyes and stepped in eternity to meet a Jewish rabbi from Nazareth by the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I got news for old Hitler. He's in hell burning today, but my Lord is still alive alive. Haman, Hitler, Hussein, and Osama are gone, but the Jews are alive and well. Hallelujah. Hitler's army is no more. The concentration camps have no more fire, but the star of David is flying over the Knesset in Jerusalem this morning. Oh, somebody, God's bringing it to pass. They did it. Bless him and bless. They did. And that was three years and 14 days after Adolf Hitler committed suicide, May the 14th, 1948, that uh, at 4.32 p.m. at the Tel Aviv Museum that David Ben-Gurion declares Israel an independent nation, fulfilling Isaiah 66 and 8, that the earth would give forth a day and a nation be born at once. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. We've saw so many miracles by blessing Israel. Every Monday, we'll go and pick up something. It might be Tuesday or Wednesday this week because we're away, but we pick up $10, $15 of supplies, so we'll have it when we go. And my friend here, he said he had about four suitcases already filled up with supplies to go to Israel next, uh, February and March. I pick up $10 or $15 a week, and every single week, God brings it back. Somehow, somebody puts something in my hand or some blessing. We were about to leave our church the end of uh, 2014 and I look back over the records and God had given a lot of tithes records to God be the glory nothing we did God but what was interesting when I looked at each month and looked back at the calendars every month that was a tithes record was a month we had a special service or did something special to bless Israel my wife and I saw 200 on a Sunday night by Thursday morning turned to $2,000 we put a $200 check in to bless Israel that night in our offering the very next Thursday somebody handed us a check not counting what was given to the church but what they handed to my wife and I $2,000 what are you saying I'm saying God will bless those who bless you as we wrap this up the musicians can come around and get ready to play is that why we bless Israel? No, we bless Israel because it's God's holy word. It's our duty. The Bible tells us in Psalms 122 and 6, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Romans 15 and 27, For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their carnal or material things, our duty is to, to bless, in our spiritual things, our duty is to bless them in material things. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 49 and 22 that God's going to use the Gentiles, the church, in the last day to bring the Jews back home. Just what they were, that drama they were doing, was a lot of that's dealing with the restoration. And last but not least, Matthew chapter 25, 31 through 46, in verse 35, Jesus says, For I was a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. And then the righteous answer say, When, Lord, saw we the hunger and fed thee, a thirsty and gave thee drink, stranger and took the inner naked and clothed when did we see this and God the king shall arise and say unto them very very I say unto you and as much as you've done it to the least of these my brethren you've done it unto me we should help one another in the church 
But what he's talking about here is literally, I've studied it upside down. What he's talking about is blessing the Jewish people, his brother, blessing the Jewish people. God will bless you when you bless Israel. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to tell you, I know I've taken a little while. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Please, nobody looking just for a moment. Jesus is coming. He's coming. I hope you're ready. This altar's open, and I, I would... I would do an injustice, even though it's a little bit late. I would do an injustice to the pastor if I didn't give opportunity. This altar's open. If you're here and you don't know the Lord as Savior, or maybe you're not sure where you stand, or maybe you're backslidden, or maybe you're just miserable and you need a touch of the Lord, this altar's open. This altar's open. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray. Is there anybody, as they begin to play softly, just for a moment, I'm going to go ahead and give you opportunity. Is there anybody like to come to this altar? Let me ask you this. I know... I'm from the old school. This is not my favorite way of doing it, but I have to sometimes because it's hard to get people in the altar. Is there one here? Please, nobody looking. I'm trying to look, but it's hard. But is there anybody here that'll lift their hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I need prayer. I need prayer. I'm not sure where I'm at anymore, and I need prayer. Maybe I've come in this morning. I'm not ready. When you talk about the coming of the Lord, it scares me. I want to make sure I'm ready. Yes, yes. I'm seeing hands go up. Anybody else? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And if you want to come, this altar's open. And as they come, we'll get some altar workers. If, it, if anybody's good, yes, we could use some altar workers. But I'm going to pray from up here while these are praying here at the altar. And then I'll come down. But I'm going to pray for these that have lifted their hand. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to pray with you. And you can repeat after me, but you've got to mean it. You've got to be very sincere. Not just repeating after me won't help you a bit, but I'm just giving you a model prayer. Dear Lord, I want you to touch each one who raised their hand. Bless them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to touch them, open their hearts, let them be sincere when they say this prayer to mean it before you. Lord, I pray it right now, Lord. You're the only one that can save them. Jesus, through your blood, Lord, I believe you're going to save them. You're going to bring them back. You're going to restore in the name of Jesus. And now those who lifted your hand, let's pray together. Dear Lord. Forgive me of my sins and my failures. Forgive me of my faults, my wrongs. I am a sinner. I need you. I believe you died. I believe you rose again just for me. My faith is in you. And by faith, I receive you as my Lord. And I receive you as my Savior, Jesus. I'm going to live for you from here on out. Now, you mean it, church. Oh, glory to God. Honor it now, Lord. Honor it now. Those who pray this prayer, honor it, Lord. As they ask, you said, ask and it would be done. In the name of Jesus. Nobody looking. Did anybody pray that prayer and believe the Lord touched your heart, came into your heart this morning? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm seeing hands. I can't count them because it's hard to see. I saw at least three hands, maybe many more than that. You pray. You talk to your pastor. Talk to your prayer team here. Come on Tuesday or, uh, or Thursday. Talk to the prayer team. Let them pray with you. Find you a prayer partner. Lord, touch these at the altar now. In the name of Jesus, you know what this young lady needs. In the name of Jesus, touch her. Meet that need. Stretch your hands this way, church. Lord, honor that prayer. I believe it's done in the name of Jesus. In your name, Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus and the altar workers are going to continue to pray if you need prayer come around here see us out at the table Please come by these books is a deal you you'll never find anywhere else And if you can help in the offerings, we'd appreciate that more than anything pray pray for the peace of Jerusalem Pray for the salvation of the Jews pray for the ministry to Israel There's about 250 workers scattered out We call them fishermen around the world that are finding the Jews and bringing them back 
Pray for my wife and I as we travel the states preaching this gospel. We love you, Bethesda Church of God. Thank you, Pastor. Come right on around. I have been so challenged today. Challenged with the fact that what my dad told me when I was a boy. I, I don't even know what brought the subject up, but it made an impression on me. He said, son, always take care of the Jews. And I said, why? And he said, because the Bible says he will bless them that bless them and curse them that curse them. He said, son, don't ever, don't ever make fun of and don't ever do anything negative toward the Jews. And, you know, I, I held that as a little boy all through my life. But I found out as I got older that there was a spiritual benefit to blessing. I want to thank uh, so much, thank Brother Saxon for the work that he is doing. And... Uh, uh, let him know you appreciate his ministry here. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.